welcome back to the unnamed true crime podcast um i meant to name it last week but then i forgot anyway i my name is lauren and i'm here with three very special guests today uh hello my name's imani um i was here last time and i rambled on about um the black dahlia i'm maggie and um i just provided input (laughs) i'm bren and I was on the last podcast, and I talked about the Rudier case. Anyway, how is everybody doing this week? Pretty good. good. <laughs> finished the math test. Feeling frisky. Amani just took a pre-cal test, and we totally didn't help her cheat. Just kidding. I didn't take pre-cal. We didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we have some very fun cases, I think, I hope. I don't know. We don't plan these. And... Just a little content warning before we start. It's it's a little gruesome. It's a little sad. Um, a lot of true crime cases have mention of like sexual assault and stuff like that. So if that is not something you want to hear, maybe this is not the best podcast. You can go check out me and Bryn's Christmas podcast <laughs> from December. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, the second episode of that also has... Go check out the first episode of the Christmas podcast. Anyway, yeah. all right, so I have the case of the sudden disappearance of Cynthia Anderson. I'll give you a little background about her life, and then we'll go into theories. Um, in August of 1981, Cynthia Jane Anderson was preparing for a new chapter in her life. She was 20 years old, and she was raised in a very Christian fundamentalist household you know everything about her life was involved in the church she went to like church on Sunday Wednesday church camping trips like church prayer meetings seasonal events and then they were just like their personality church AF um Cynthia's father described her as quiet and obedient which sits wrong with me personally if my father described me of that, I would probably peel off my skin. That just doesn't sit right. Um, he, she was a girl who never made waves, yet she had a lot of friends. Whatever. And then by her neighbor, she was described as attractive young woman. Here we go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if you didn't tune into last week's podcast, we touched on how women are described in crime cases which is not it's not great it's kind of yeah anyway also even though her parents were super strict and she had like a strict curfew like rules whatever she had a boyfriend scandalous and the summer leading up to her disappearance her father described Cynthia as spending a lot of time on her face and becoming a little bit of a debutante which is, again, if my father described me like that, I would be uncomfortable. I'd resurrect myself from the grave just to just... Yep. Although she might not be dead. We'll get into that later, though. She worked as a secretary in Ohio for um, a law firm, and she was going to quit to attend Bible college, the same one that her boyfriend was enrolled in. Apparently, she didn't like working very much, retweet, and she couldn't wait for her last day. Unnerving events seemed to be happening in the last, like, year of her, like, being at the firm. Someone painted on the window next to the office the words, I love you, Cindy, in large letters, followed by dash, like, by GW. And she was, according to one of her friends, she was the only Cindy that worked on that strip of the mall where the law firm was located. And so, and it was like intentionally placed in front of her office like window so she can like see it. So they didn't like, it was obviously like for her. She didn't know who GW was and the message was up there for six months before they finally covered it over. And then a few weeks later after covering it over, it was, painted again but in larger letters and then this is obviously like very unnerving but it became like the least of her worries she began to be harassed by like phone calls with like disturbing messages while she was at work and then one of the law firm's clients Larry Mullins 
recalled a time where he saw Cynthia receive a phone call in the office and she like picked it up and she like hung up quickly and then like the phone kept like ringing and she would like pick it up and she would like hang up on them and she looked very like genuinely scared. Um, she started having recurring nightmares where she would be kidnapped and murdered by a stranger and then which was reasonable because she got so many phone calls the messages outside whatever um, her employers um, her employers were like maybe we should keep this woman safe after like six months maybe we should do something um, they had the office doors locked at all times, even during like business hours, so they can like see who comes in and out. And then they put a buzzer at the bottom of her desk that would alert a nearby business if she were to use it, which is so strange. I don't know what a business could do because the law firm was at like an end of a strip mall. I don't know. Well, to be fair, let's say like they alert the business like um if this buzzer were to ever ring you have to call 911 immediately like you know yeah but couldn't it just like go to the police immediately it can that's what bank buzzers do i don't know why they because like we have a panic button in fast food and we have a panic button it goes straight to the police i don't know why it would not go straight anyway anyway (laughs) (laughs) on tuesday august 4th 1981 Cynthia I don't know why this is important but she skipped breakfast and left her parents home at 8 30. She drove to the law office where she worked. She was seen around 5 9:45 by her employer and then around noon attorney James Rabbit lol entered the office and the lights and the radio were, were on but there was no sign of Cynthia. There was like a scent of like nail polish or like nail polish remover in the air Cynthia was known to like leave a little note and like keep the phones on hold if she was going to like step out the office, but she didn't. There wasn't a sign of struggle according to the reports. All of the office doors were still locked from the inside. And then her car was still in the parking lot, but her keys and purse were missing. And then she was reading a like um she was reading a romance novel at the time. And it was open on her desk. And the page that it was turned to, the main character was abducted at knife point. And that was like left open on her desk, which is strange. And that's all we know. Any thoughts before we get into some theories? I feel like it's a little, I feel like it's a little too poetic that like the book she was reading, the protagonist just, just so happened to be held at knife point. Like mm-hmm. that just and seems like- a little too coincidental. Maybe someone was, like, watching her for a long time where they would, like, know that, but I don't know. Yeah, I had a feeling that she definitely had, like, a stalker to, of, like, someone maybe she knew. Yeah, and honestly, it it probably was common for women to have stalkers back, I mean, still today, even, yeah. but In I the don't know. though, you can, like, get away with it. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the first theory is a stalker killed and like or like at least kidnapped Cynthia. Between the I like I love you Cynthia signed, it seems like someone was trying to like get her attention all the time. And then they couldn't find out who GW is. The only man with that initials actually worked in the building and he was like a janitor, so he had like keys. But they didn't have any other evidence besides like maybe thinking it was him. And they didn't think the person, like, to kidnap her would put their real initials. But also, I don't know, because, like... You have to be some level of mentally unstable to... Yeah, but that would explain how, like, it was still, like, locked after he took her. It would explain, like, him, like, knowing where she worked and, like, what she was reading and, like, when she would be in the office... But they, like, didn't have any evidence against him. They only, like, could assume that it was him. And so he wasn't, there were no charges brought to him. Um, Eventually, the man who spray painted the I Love Cindy did come forward. And he was like, oh, it was meant for another Cynthia. But that (laughs) really doesn't make sense because there apparently were no other Cynthias around there. And it was, like, right outside her office window. 
Anyway, and the then Cynthia that drives by here all the time. I, I swear, I promise. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, oh, I meant the other one," and you, you know the the Tyler store down the street because it was a strip mall. Anyway, uh, a month after her disappearance, the police received a phone call from a nervous female voice whispering. The caller claimed that Cynthia Anderson was being held in a basement of a white house. And then there were two houses next to each other owned by the same family. And they were like in the basement. The woman on the police claimed to know the son of the family who was holding Cynthia. And the police begged for more details, but the caller hung up. And they like, they started searching for like houses like the, the caller described, but they couldn't find anything. And that's it for the first theory. That's terrifying. Yeah. And then... The next one is she was murdered after hearing like suspicious information in the firm. Um, in the same office that Cynthia worked, Richard Neller and one of the clients, Rodriguez Jr., were convicted in 1996 for a longtime drug conspiracy. And that maybe, so like authorities theorize that maybe Cynthia overheard them talking about like drug deals and like illegal stuff and then so they decided to like kidnap her and take care of her just to make sure like she wouldn't turn them in and Rodriguez's 1995 trial he testified he had admitted to murdering the young woman while threatening Neller but we do know from like past cases that men will say they murdered someone just for funsies yeah so they can like get the credit literally yeah so they, they, they like get the kind of like oh i killed this pretty woman yeah as they're commonly described mm-hmm. and then the judge ruled the admittance unreliable because there wasn't enough evidence to say that they were involved in her disappearance or that she had been kidnapped or murdered at all because the you know there was no sign of struggle there was no like you know no one heard or saw anything so like they they just didn't have any evidence against them. Two possible other murderers are Anthony and Nathaniel Cook, their brothers. And over the 16 month span in 1980, they murdered at least nine people across Ohio, mostly young women. And in 2000, as part of like a plea deal, they like admitted to all of their murders and they confessed to like all their homicides, but they didn't they said they didn't kill Cynthia Anderson, which I know they like murdered nine people, but I kind of believe them. I don't think that they killed her. I'll take. Yeah, but sometimes like there's like cases like um, where it like fits the like serial killers MO, like with Ted Bundy and like John Wayne Gacy, but they won't admit to it for some reason just because of like the mystery of it being out there and everything and it keeps like people talking about it and the tragedy of it about them too Mm -hmm. but they like it's weird though because they aren't like when you read about people like maybe like murdering her they're not like the top suspect they're just like they were around at the time and they were murdering people so i find that weird and then the last like main theory is that she ran away which is a lot happier than the other ones um since her household was really strict and um they maybe she felt like tied down maybe she didn't want to be like part of the church and attend bible college with her boyfriend maybe she wanted to like see the world and not be sheltered and then like maybe this was the easiest way because like I don't know. Um, as mentioned, her father was like, she's taking she's taking further interest in her looks and dieting. Which could mean nothing because she's a 20-year-old lady. Um, but maybe she discovered other things and she wants to like explore the world. I don't know. Um, this- I think I feel like out of all the options, um, her running away would make the most sense yeah because like 
with everything described it doesn't sound like her home life was really great or like going anywhere in Mm -hmm. terms of like happiness and um it would would be kind of easy to just like convince her boyfriend to spray paint a wall a few times yeah um, lie about some creepy phone calls and then run away with them but her boyfriend didn't run away her boyfriend stayed there and he didn't like he doesn't know what happened to her or maybe i don't know maybe she met someone else I don't know. um there this theory could be it because there weren't any signs of struggle to like leave the the office doors were still locked but there was a still like most of her money was left in her bank account which would have helped her like restart but also it is the 80s and if she like really wanted to get off the grid I I don't think she would have like drawn out all her money at once it is the 80s and that it's not as expensive to disappear and restart. So, yeah. I mean, like, and like drawing out all of that money and everything would bring attention to you. Right. And then, I don't know. It just, it seems ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think that. I like to think that my dogs are barking so loud. They are heated about this. Um, I like to think that she's like living in a little cottage somewhere. I don't know. Thanks. I think yeah, that she's vibing somewhere. And she hopefully can... she was not killed at knife point. Killed at knife point because some dude thought he was entitled to her body or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like she probably op- if she did run away, she probably opened it to that page to like lead people on to believe that they would be looking for uh, a murder instead of away. yeah exactly and some people think that she might have been the phone call to the police a month after she disappeared saying that Cynthia Anderson was like in someone's basement to like throw her throw them off because the it was a young female voice and she was whispering mm. so maybe that seems the most plausible that it's her than just some random person just helping her or something. Yeah. Or fourth theory, hear me out. She was abducted by aliens. <laughs> she was inducted into an alienistic cult and to finally join them once and for all, she had to give away all her worldly possessions and join them in a dramatic yeah. fashion. Maybe she was helping them <laughs> by getting more in tune with her looks, different diets, see what she could survive with. She was giving them information about being like what being a human is. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it was maybe the call to the police was like um, an alien trying to mimic a human so that they like a practice run or something. I believe mm. that. I'm, it was I'm, an alien prank call. maybe the the book like being open was you know maybe her excuse for leaving or maybe it was like um just a coincidence maybe she was on that page i don't know i don't know about that chief i don't know it's like none of the doors were like unlocked her car was still there but she like brought her purse with her maybe like she knew they were coming to pick her up maybe the nail polish or nail polish remover scent was just like the scent of aliens (laughs) i don't know i'm not saying that's the one but i think it's either that living happily in a cottage imagine mistaking the scent of aliens for nail polish remover. I'd be embarrassed. I, just, I don't know what aliens smell like. Personally, I, I haven't like, sniffed any aliens. I feel like they'd have a distinct smell, though. Something alienistic. Well, but, you know, something but maybe they like maybe they landed on Earth and they went to like a nail shop and they were like, this is what people smell like. And so they... <laughs> they crash into a nail shop and they were like... Yeah. And they, they abducted the people who work at the nail salon as well to do their nails every week. Mm-hmm. They were do like, I like this it? human process. How many nails would an alien have? Oh. And what would they be made of? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what alien skin is like. 
personally, <laughs> Vegas sounds like I do know, and I'm keeping it quiet, but I don't. I feel like it's moisturized. <laughs> I feel like alien skin is moisturized. I feel like they're a particularly oily, moisturized race. I feel like it's like sandpaper. I think that we have we would have no concept of like what an alien species like skin would feel like like I think that's something that we can't even imagine of that's what y'all think (laughs) (laughs) so I guess it's aliens I'm so sad I'm so glad we um solved that case for them (laughs) actually fun fact this case is still open Oh, it's the oh, it's longest not... like, opened like a missing person case in Ohio. Wild. Mm-hmm. First of all, Ohio doesn't have anything better to do. That's we solve every murder case that we talk about. So I know it's so. <laughs> I don't know why it takes them so long. <laughs> it takes. Me they should have a podcast. Start a podcast. You know, get a microphone and then just start start theorizing and you'll Mm -hmm. find the answer you know it's so easy i can't believe she was abducted by aliens all right next case (laughs) i'm on it y'all so i want to talk about the most whack thing that has ever happened with american teenage criminals okay it's called the bling ring and um happened (laughs) Happened in, like, the early 90s. Not the early 90s, the late 90s. You know, the golden age of of television where, you know, like, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom, all of them were thriving, right? Mm -hmm. In the midst of all this, they were just getting, just stomped on by some regular Calabasas Californian teenagers. And it's great. It's perfect. All right. I'm going to give you the lowdown. So it all starts with this girl. Her name is Rachel Lee. She's the ringleader of the group, right? After being expelled from Calabasas High School and later attending um, Indian High School, Indian Hills High School, an alternative school, um, she um, starts doing some petty theft. And then she meets a bunch of other people who will later become, you know, her associates in crime. There's Nick Prugo. Um, he's after getting like excessive absences and being expelled from Calabasas High too, strange. He also transfers to Indian Hills High School. Um, he had a little, um, he had a little acting career, you know, as most extremely rich um, Californian teenagers do. <laughs> and then there's Alexis Nyers. She was also in um, Lee's social circle in Indian Hills. There was Diana Tomeo. Right, student body president of Indian Hills, Courtney Ames, um, an old friend of Lee's from Calabasas High School. There was Johnny Ajar. And this dude was not a student, but he was a fence, <laughs> a fence for them and their stolen goods. And then there was also Ray Lopez Jr., who worked with Courtney Ames um, at a restaurant and bar in Calabasas. Now, <laughs> the group liked to target people um, that they found fashionable, right? Most of the things that they stole were like clothes, which is why this is completely whack. They robbed blind a bunch of celebrities because they wanted their clothes and it's great. So um, basically they thought of this like, you know, this is like shopping, right? They gotta, they gotta choose who has like the best style, like the best, the best clothes, the best style, the best influence. And of course, at the time, it, because it was their first heist, they were like, but it has to be someone, someone dumb, someone stupid enough that us newbies at robbery can get in there. So, of course, who else do they rob but Paris Hilton? Savage. Right? Savage. They were like, they were like she's dumb. She's stupid. She's famous and rich. She'd have to leave her, like, <laughs> she'd have to leave her door unlocked, right? And this is whack. They got in there because Paris Hilton left her door unlocked. <laughs> I've heard that she's actually really smart. And she is, but like she's just so absent-minded. It's funny. 
I mean, to be honest, um, sometimes I forget to lock my door. Like, I'm the last one up. Yeah. (laughs) But also, I do that too, but also I am not a multimillionaire. So, I don't know. True. (laughs) They would come into my house and they would be like... Nothing here. All right. Yeah. I'll steal the Star Wars posters off my wall. (laughs) They're not valuable. Or like, I don't have anything. I don't have anything of any value in my room. Your vines <laughs> off your wall. My vines. But... Oh, my fish wind chime on my window. Oh yeah, that's that's got to be worth something. At least a million dollars. Ten dollars from at home. Yeah. So, as it goes, they found their targets using Google Maps. Whack. And a website called Celebrity Address Aerial. of course (laughs) yeah i don't know how this website was a thing but like you could find celebrities addresses it was kind of like the google maps but only for celebrities it was kind of like um when team 10 was a thing they might still be a thing when they just posted their address as a business a place of business yeah stop that that was but that was stupid i don't know but like they did that out of their own free will i wonder if like celebrities were doing this to get attention i don't think so yeah, that was the thing this website was taken down after celebrities found out about it because of this i guess okay. i don't know i think if you have like there's only so many mansions in hollywood <laughs> yeah it's true. i feel like i don't know you would accidentally come across one not that you would just be able to walk into the gated communities but like yeah, but it was it was whack. So anyway, after doing some cross examination and then researching their schedules, they would they would always choose like celebrities that were like doing events and were posting on like Twitter and Facebook. So like, say Paris Hilton was going to a movie event, right? Obviously, she's gonna want to post about it. She's gonna be like, "I'm heading to New York um, to to go to a fashion show or go to like a movie like opening." Obviously, and then. Um, and then they look at like um, news articles that are saying like Paris Hilton's arrive in New York City. And obviously it's like, okay, it's go time. So obviously <laughs> they rob Paris Hilton. Um, <laughs> they ring the doorbell. Savage. They try the door. The door's unlocked. And then, and this is the best part and why I really question if Paris Hilton was smart. Okay. Not to be mean. They checked under this woman's doormat and found her key. Where else did they keep your keys? I know. And who? Black. They took the key. And when Paris Hilton saw that it was gone, she just replaced the key. <laughs> who would? I'm so sorry, but Paris Hilton, Miss Ma'am, what are you doing with your life? Maybe she thought she like lost the key. I mean, yeah, but like, that doesn't that doesn't ring any alarm bells. The worst part is that she had security cameras in her home. She just never checked them. Savage. Wait, was, you said this is like the late nineties, like early two thousand. Late nineties. This was in like when um, Lindsay Lohan was still a thing, still thriving in her career. Oh my god. She's back to thriving. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> hey, she was thriving in the aught in the early two thousands. Better. Early two thousands, late nineties. You know. It was yeah. But I was going to say, like, obviously, like, Calabasas, because I know, like, a lot of, like, famous celebrities, like, I think, like, the Kardashians, like, live there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, like, to find targets. That was the and, thing. like, surely at that time, like, it must have been, like, where they live, it was, like, a gated community. So, like, I just wonder, like, how they got past the gates. Or, like, cause... That's the thing. See, what it is about all these kids is that, <clears throat> see, they go to, like, Calabasas High. They live in Calabasas. It's not that they don't have the money. It's that they just like stealing things from other people. Yeah, yeah. they're just bored. They're just bored. Especially celeb- celebrities because like also, it yeah. makes you feel more powerful, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, also, oh, I says, stole this. Sorry. You're good. Yeah, it's just like that rich people tend to steal more because they're like bored. Yeah, not for necessity, just for fun. Anyway, they stole. Really huh? <laughs> they stole about 
Okay. Lopez, Roy Lopez Jr. stole um, single-handedly about $2 million worth of jewelry, clothing, and cash and other items from Hilton's home. Um, let's see. They went five different times, okay? They stole <laughs> designer clothing, money, whatever they could take that they thought Paris Hilton wouldn't notice. Sure. And I was like, that's a thing. It's mentioned in her documentary where she was like, um, whenever, uh, whenever she was like, earlier in her lifetime she was like I used to just buy a bunch of things because I wanted a bunch of things because I used to not have a bunch of things so it was like always my dream to want things and so she went overboard with like her spending and it was like it's evident here because she has so much and she's always buying so much that she didn't even realize that her stuff was being taken (laughs) yeah it kind of is but anyway yeah they're like a regular at her house (laughs) (laughs) I thought they like, yeah. I mean, I just five times like, dang. Yeah, what is it? They used to do victory dances in her high heel shoes. So like, she never thought that. Doesn't she have like a real house for her dog? Did they ever steal from her dog? No, they did not. The dog is chilling in his real house. He didn't even notice that the big house was being broken into. His house is too big. He was like, hmm, that could be my owner. And then he just went back to doing what he did. You know? Um, you know what it's you know what's whack though? Mm-hmm. After what? they were caught and after their like crimes were publicized, right? There was a movie about them. It's called The Bling Ring. And Paris Hilton agreed to do a movie about it. So which I, I think is like You know what? She probably got any money that she lost, she probably got it back plus some. Honestly, she might have. Anyway, I'm not sure. You... Good for her though. Like, what are you benefiting mean? from? Like, bad things that have happened to you. True. <laughs> Granted, her bad things that have happened to her is like 0.1 percent of her money, and then she gains it, or probably like 0. 0.001 percent of her money she replaced the stuff that was stolen from her without even realizing it was stolen from her so how did they bust them like obviously like it wouldn't take that long but how did they bust them yeah we're getting to that we're getting Uh, uh, we have to go through their victims first so there was um adrena patridge i'm not sure who she is the name sounds familiar it does but i don't know who she is but they stole around forty three thousand dollars from her right <laughs> um they got see here's the thing they got caught real quick with Adrena patrick's because um patrick uploaded the, uploaded the footage of them to her website but they couldn't catch their faces so like you know this it just kept going on and then there was rachel bilson they stole between 1000 sorry 130,000 to 300,000 dollars worth of stolen property let's see um, Nick Perugo, who, who's like the linchpin in this, claimed to start getting nervous around this time. Um, Lee, the ringleader, was usually common focused, um, which is evident because um, she got away with so much in the end. But like, here's, here's the thing that's whack to me. Like, the stuff that they stole was worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of like you know, just everything they stole. And they sold it for so cheap. They, they sold it for about, like, $1,000 for, like, on the Venice Beach boardwalk. Savage. Right? And then, you know, they started, they started going, they started going to the more famous people. They stole from Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr. Dang. Right? Broke into her house, broke into their house, um, and stole vintage Rolex watch collection, Louis Vuitton luggage, artworks all tolling near half a million dollars um Mears denies having gone knowingly because um she was actually extremely high and um vomited and urinated and urinated in one of the bushes you know just leaving her dna everywhere you know and then yeah before going back inside and continuing to like steal art from them then they stole from Megan Fox. <gasps> yeah. I love Megan. Why would they do that to Megan? Miss Fox. Because. Just because. Whatever, but Megan Fox? 
Mm-hmm. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like all for this, like steal from rich folks, but not Mech and Fox. That is too beautiful. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. They only robbed her house. They stole her husband's things. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't they care. stole two handguns. <laughs> they stole two handguns from him. Carry on. That was it. <laughs> None of her things were snatched. Promise. They were found in possession of um, a jar. You know, the fence, the convict. Right? Um, let's see. Afterwards, afterwards, it was the big heist. It was, it was the crowning achievement. They robbed Lindsay Lohan. Now, see, this was this was the big one. This was the big one to leave the ring, the ringleader, right? Because she was Lee's ultimate fashion icon, the biggest conquest she's ever planned, right? Mm-hmm. On the twenty third of August, Lee Perigo and DeMeo allegedly stole around thousand, sorry, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of clothes and jewelry from Lo- Lindsay Lohan's home in Hollywood Hills. Um, you know, Tameo and Lee freaking out. They were just they were just all over the place. Around this time, it was estimated that about like ninety percent of their wardrobe was made up of the stolen clothes that they had taken. Right? Kind of fire. Okay. It is kind of fire. Now, this is where you know they got a little just a twinge. Um, <laughs> they just got a twinge to uh, what's it called? Cocky. That's the word. As if they haven't been cocky this whole time, stealing from you know apparently celebrities. Man, this is whack. They robbed Courtney Kardashian. Oh my gosh! Wow. Aiden Patronair. Not Courtney. Not Courtney. Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm lying. That was one of their that was one of their targets. See, had they not been caught, they would have gone on to steal from Miley Cyrus, Zac Efron, Hillary Duff, and Vanessa Hudgens. Not Hillary. Vanessa Hood all of the smart enough to notice. Yeah, like, she would definitely leave her home child- about- All of the all of like the childhood stars though, like like from like Disney Channel. Yeah. They were making bank. I don't blame them. So here's how they got caught. Prugo's face, um, you know, second in command, got caught on the surveillance tape of Lindsay Lohan's burglary, right? Now obviously. The police went to his um, Facebook and, you know, should have been a little more discreet. They were bragging about the clothes they had. They were like, do these clothes look familiar to y'all? And it was like Lindsay Lohan's exact outfit. (laughs) (laughs) God, that's like the stupidest way to get caught. But just... But just so we're clear, the police hadn't caught that. The only reason why he was caught was because his face was seen on camera and they just found his Facebook account and then scrolled <laughs> and then saw that he was wearing the clothes of the people that he stole from. And then it was like, obviously, <laughs> obviously was- going through his Facebook friends, they found the entire crew. And then they, you know, saw huh, the clothes, the stuff they were wearing, the stuff they were selling. They suddenly had a bunch of money and they were like, okay. We got him. We got him, folks. They brought Prugo to the station, and ah, uh, you know, they were willing to give this kid so much, right? He was I the lynch. Like define that as we got him. They did not get them. They took <laughs> it took them a very long time. To- <laughs> and then they they didn't discover anything. They posted all the evidence themselves, and they still didn't get them. They, yeah. <laughs> they tapped him on the shoulder and was like, "This you." They were like, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I gotta, I gotta respect this kid. This kid had a heart of gold. This kid, Nick, you know? He might have been, like, second in command, but it was kind of obvious that he was kind of, like, corralled into it. He wasn't at, like, the correctional facility because he was, like, a bad kid. He was just, he was just kind of absent, right? It was like, and the one thing that's found is that he had severe anxiety. So all the police had to do was pressure him a little bit, and he confessed to everything. Confessed to who they were gonna, who they were gonna <laughs> rob next, who his associates were, who their fence was, where they had met, um, everything in place, right? 
And like the whack thing is that he didn't secure a deal for himself. So because he was the first to confess, he went to jail. Oh, that's that's hor okay, but that's horrible. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I think how long because Hold on, let me see. He was sentenced to two years, but he only served one. Yeah. Which is what about all the other kids? He didn't get the worst out of all of them. Hmm. Who got the worst? Rachel Lee got the worst. She got four years. Or no, she served, she got four years, but she only served one in four months. Yeah. Savage. Honestly, to be honest. Okay, wait, wait. How old were like most of them? Like, what was the average age? I think they're like literally yeah. they don't so, a few of them. They so. get away with that much. Johnny Ajar was 22. That was their fence. The one that was the convict. But the rest of them were like juniors and seniors in high school. So our age. Could be us. But guys. like that's like Yeah, that could be us guys. That's that's like grand larceny, right? Or grand larceny theft. What is it called? That's like a huge thing, and just because they're minors, they they got away with it. Now, yeah, they you, get like one year. Now, Taking you, notes their right parents now. are also rich. Yeah, yeah they have a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's not surprising that they could get away with it. But also, like the way that they sold everything for like a lot less, kind of baller, kind of like the reverse Depop sellers of our time. They had. Yeah. Some, they didn't even need to make money off of anything. They could just crazy. Yeah, but honestly, if I was someone like looking to buy something from them, I would be like, "This is really sketch. Like, I don't That's think this is authentic." I wouldn't. Just imagine they sold those vintage watches for a thousand a pop, and they were worth like a million a pop. The way that they probably changed someone's life. Yeah, imagine imagine you bought like a watch from one of these kids, a thousand dollars, and you're like, man, maybe I got ripped off. And then you see on the news that these kids got arrested that your watch is worth like one point two million dollars. Only a thousand dollars for like even if it was fake, a really good like copycat of something that you might like fair enough. But like I don't know, wouldn't that wouldn't they try to find the stuff that was stolen so it'd be like taken into evidence or something? I don't know. No, they did. When they That's found just... when they found like the Facebook stuff and like um what is it? When they found them and brought them into custody, they also got to like break into their houses, right? So like <laughs> they found <laughs> they found Paris Hilton's weed stash. Savage. Good on her. <laughs> found her stuff. Uh, found their cash that they stole from their houses. It was like poorly stuffed under like their beds. Like I said, um, what is it? I think Diana Tameo. Her entire closet was made up of um, just female celebrities' clothes she had stolen. Um, obviously, Rachel Lee had the most, just like the most stuff. Perhaps so rich, she didn't even notice her weed stash gone. Exactly. She had $25,000 worth of valuables from you know, just all hidden around her room. Very poorly, might the police add. <laughs> but yeah. The police are, like, it's very poorly, like, disguised, but, like, they didn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They found them off of, like, a, a videotape. Yeah, it took them so long to barely find them. They can't say anything about them. <laughs> Oh God! You gotta watch the movie. Yeah, the bling. There's ring. a movie. A TV, yeah, a TV movie documenting the what is activities. It? it was made in 2011. Does it star anyone like? It stars Austin Butler, um, Zach Garvey, um, Yin Chang. Let's see, Tracy Faraway, Tom Irwin, Jennifer Grey. It's directed by Sofia Coppola. Oh, Capilla, Sophia Capilla. There was a 2013 version which starred Emma Watson, <gasps> Tysa Farmiga, Leslie Mann. Tysa? Hmm? Yeah. Then I'll watch. I'll watch that one then. 
I'm gonna watch the Sofia Coppola version. I love her. Yeah, very so cool. Cool. This was a thing until tonight. This is why. I know. Like I had no idea that this happened. The yeah, no, this, I feel like I would have heard about this before. I just never have. Kind of to be fair, we're not like. Yeah, to be fair, we're not like mega rich. Like we no, wouldn't have I just to worry like I about, heard it, about so. it before because Paris Hilton is such like a famous person. Like she has so much like drama. Like even like. In Lindsay the, movies, Lohan? the people that yeah. so many like big names are involved and I knew nothing. Yeah. It's kind of whack, ain't it? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad I showed you this this beautiful crime? Yeah. I'm in like yes. raw people. Yeah, Paris Hilton was in the 2013 version of Bling Ring. That's the one she starred in. Crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad she got her seconds of more fame off of that you know it's on it says it's on netflix it's yeah. on netflix that's Which, what, that's what google says was it the 2013 version yeah yeah but sophia coppola she directs the 2013 one too mm-hmm. okay okay oh it looks like i know what i'm doing tonight yeah <laughs> i think awesome. we have our plan all right, um, we can't actually solve that one because it was solved. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> based on the fact that we are all like high school seniors and juniors, okay? Um, do you think we could have pulled this off? Um, no not, way, not I in think, today's age. Not which one today, of us do you think would have cracked first if we were like seniors in like the 90s? Yeah, because like, I mean, with how messy these these kids were, they were like sloppy. They didn't really care about covering their tracks. You know, they were bragging about it on Facebook. They puked. I really and don't think it, in Orlando Bloom's. Yeah, I really don't think it would have been iconic. that hard. That's kind of and iconic. they came. Yeah, and they is. came back to Paris Hilton's house like five times, which is, is like Rachel Lee, the ringleader, had her key on her um keychain. That's just carried it around with her at all yeah. times, you know. I am. I would have put like Badaku Ph in it so that oh, God. you know. <laughs> would have made sure everyone know. Just like a dog tag that says Paris Hilton's house. <laughs> I'm jealous, guys. <laughs> Let's go rob some celebrities. Who lives around here? Who who lives in Texas? Yeah, who does? I live next to a football NFL football player. That doesn't count. I don't care about football. I think George oh, no. Bush. George, I think Honestly. George Bush lives in Dallas. George Bush does. George W. Bush or George H. W. is dead. Savage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I really yeah. rip. I did not know that. Rip L. <laughs> big L. Oh god. I feel so stupid. <laughs> um. What take? No, no, no. That <laughs> <laughs> <No>, was funny. <laughs> anyway, um. I don't hot take. I don't want George Bush's clothes. I think it's fun. Maybe he's got. A we can steal all there. his like presidential stuff. Maybe he's got a safe. Yeah, but money. like, I feel like it would be easy to like figure out because it says his name on it. So they're like, oh, I wonder who stole this. I would like post on Instagram in his suit, and he would just comment like, "That's so fugly on you." And <laughs> That's how they find you too. You'd be like, you'd be like, I stole this from your closet, and they'd be like, oh, got her. Not missed. It's gross. You're like, guess whose suit this is? <laughs> and he's like, you just post on your on your story. You know that's we a can rob Matthew McConaughey. I'm pretty sure he lives like in Austin or something. Interesting. He hey, he's pretty cool. He seems like he would have like rich people stuff. He seems yeah. like he'd have something I could wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I don't know. He's just a free spirit. I vibe with that. I want to steal his stuff. AF. I feel like he'd be the Paris Hilton of our heist, you know? If he gets then, in the next, like, few months, he, it's not us, guys. We're not. <laughs> not it, it's just a coincidence. It's a joke. It's like, it's a, I would love to just, like, coincidence. I would, I would just, I would, I would end up confessing after a week just so I could like. You'd be the him. Nick. Like You'd talk be the to. Nick. I would. I, I just like. I would love to talk to Matthew McConaughey. His voice is so like 
entrancing, I guess. Matthew McConaughey would sit down. You'd be in like chains, and you'd be like, uh, "I've been willing to meet you for a long time." Hi, I stole your things. I'm pretty sure he te- he's like a professor at UT. Yeah. He was for a while. Also, they said that Nick talked for hours, and he confessed yeah. to crimes that they didn't even know of. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Dang. So the police really were stupid. Like, so the police were stupid, and so was Nick, because he could have secured the deal for all that stuff he knew. And he was like... Nick, <laughs> it's not my fault. I told them everything. I have anxiety. So do I, Nick. And I'm medicated. Get medicated. Yeah. Moral of the story. Uh, <laughs> moral of the story. If you're a teenager and they are interrogating you, ask for your lawyer or a parent. Yeah. Like, ask for your just do it. Then secure Literally. a deal. Obviously. <laughs> Mental health matters. Mental but health not Nick's. Not Nick's. Listen to stuff. Not Nick's. She's Lauren. Lauren said no Nick rights. No Nick rights. <laughs> Nick does not deserve rights. You know, Nick has gone on record and said that he's kind of annoyed when it comes to, like, um, publicity with, like, the bling ring, right? Because when you think of the bling ring, what usually pops up is, like, Nick, right? Instead of Rachel, which is mm-hmm. weird because she was the ringleader, the one, one that but kept it all going. he shouldn't have opened his big mouth. <laughs> well, uh, True. I mean, True. it was because of his Facebook post that they all got busted, so... <laughs> Only really oh, said Nick. what I'm wearing. Literally shake my head. That <laughs> I'm shaking my head right now. I want to know what head. they would have stolen from Miley Cyrus. From Emma Watson. What would you have stolen? Tell oh me. Her epic clothes. Emma Honestly. Watson, her I don't know. I don't know what she she seems like a minimalist type woman, but with expensive stuff. Yeah, like she wouldn't really live in a mansion, but it wouldn't be like a small house. It would definitely be like a big house, but not a mansion. It would definitely be one of those like smaller homes that are just like really, really expensive. Like like you guys, but she's not. Emma Watson. I meant Hillary Duff. What would they have stolen from Hillary Duff? Well, also, also, her wardrobe was kind of high class. Style icon. Did, Did Emma Watson? live in the did i am i just stupid about this did she live in the united states in like the no, early that odds was my, that was my bad i didn't mean Emma oh okay, I okay, meant okay. Hillary she, she's in the movie so i think she that's why we started movie. anyway <laughs> oh that's true we did get she is in there i personally would steal from hillary duff not that i am um but if i had the opportunity i don't know if i could turn this episode is making you look real suspicious. You're in cahoots with the aliens. You're gonna steal from Hillary Duff. Savage. I mean, like you are looking Every real suspicious right now. Every time I say something right suspicious, I'm gonna bleep it out. The whole episode is <laughs> on that one. <laughs> be like a long. The FBI will never silence, know. And then we're just gonna be like Lauren. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Bleep 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 bleep. What do you mean, aliens? <laughs> next podcast i will be giving a review of the bling ring before we start heck yeah oh yeah we all will because we're all gonna do like a we have to do like a thorough analysis we'll do those like movies i mean yeah that's like like our homework we'll give a homework for this podcast and the bling ring and then we will also give like um We'll, like, share our stories of robbing Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, I plan... Allegedly. Or Hillary Duff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing Hillary Duff, so find your, find your targets. I don't know. I don't really want to... Uh, I'm going for Matthew McConaughey. I can't even say his name. I don't really want to get in flight during COVID time, so maybe I will just stick to Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I, I maybe... You could just drive. Uh, you could drive place. a really far way to um, wherever Hillary <laughs> Duff lives. No, thanks. what if we y'all can see me? I don't what have if we... road trip. We can do a bling ring road trip on these. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be kind of cute. I like, wanna, I like wanna, door. Um, uh, <laughs> we're like, hey, we just wanted to like pop by and like you know rob your house just real quick. Do you have hey. a key under the mat? Hey, besties, <laughs> it's for a school project. 
<laughs> I went to Paris Hilton's house. Hey, Bessie, I, ho- I heard you have a key under your mat. Is that true? Or like, <laughs> also, like, I don't know. If I was that rich, why would, would I care? What's the point of a doormat? Like, also, like, lock your door. I don't. I mean, I just don't understand why you would be rich and not lock your door. What does it cost you? Like, two more muscles to lock the door? I don't understand how you can just replace a key. Yeah, she... After the key you put underneath the mat is gone. Just to lock her door if she wanted to. I would... So, so another lesson for today is um, don't or just replace a key under your mat that went missing. Savage. All that I learned today <laughs> was that Paris Hilton was kind of a ditz. Um, like, she wasn't even concerned. The only reason why she really reported was because she just found evidence of them being in her house. And she was like, oh. I guess that's where my week was went. Those, that's where my I think they stole, like, Chanel bookends from her. I want those. Me too. What's That's why we'll have to go. Do they Wait, have all- <laughs> stuff locked up for evidence? Because, like, those police don't seem very bright. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe instead of robbing the celebrities, we rob the police we rob- Yes, we robbed the stuff that they got in the blink ring. I'm going to take Facts. this out. That's a good okay. idea. I don't want anybody else stealing that idea. <laughs> all right, so you just bleep it out. Are you just going to bleep it all out? That's... We just bleep out what Maggie just said, and everyone's like, fantastic idea. We'll start that on Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of these kids didn't even get, like, jail time. Some of them just, like, got community service. What? One girl got 60 days because of community service. And three they're rich. They're rich. They're rich. They're minors. Oh, I forgot about that. My bad. My bad. I was like, <laughs> I know. I know. This quite literally. If they, if they were, like... If they were not rich, they probably would have gotten like at least three years each. Yeah, Ajar, the only one who wasn't rich, got three years in prison for selling cocaine and was initially faced with 10 felony charges. Uh, Oh my god, savage, true hero, flex AF. The (laughs) only one that didn't come from a rich family is the only one that got uh, actual time. This was quite literally an instance of um eating the rich by the rich cannibalism yeah like you know that you know that like uh emblem where it's like the snake eating itself it's like that Mm -hmm. except like when we're talking about rich people we're talking about really wealthy people and then like multi multi millionaires that could probably buy those wealthy people to be their door lockers if they want that was that was (laughs) Welcome to the class consciousness hour. <laughs> Every yeah. week we get a little bit political. Last week it was about feminism and the way they de- depict women in crime stories. And now it's about how the rich are treated unfairly in the justice system. <laughs> yeah. Poor people have no true justice. Honestly, though? Who was the justice being served to? The celebrities that got their stuff replaced instantly? Literally. Honestly. Wait, but like, I don't know. This could have, like, this whole thing could have just not happened. And it would probably, everything would be the same right now. This has no remarkable point in history. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like these celebrities were traumatized by the event. They were like, oh, guess someone peed in my house. Okay. Oh yeah, there was you one know, Bush. Where, there was one where one of the kids dropped like a fat deuce in Paris Hilton's house, and that was one of the ways she found out because it was like stunk. It was great. Wow. <laughs> Just blame it on her dogs. <laughs> it was like, what is that? I guess my dog Who used my bathroom again by accident. That was actually really fun. It was kind of like kind of hashtag mansion, and is. It- Spanish style villa spanning 300 square feet. That's what this episode should be called. Hashtag dog mansion. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag blingering. This, this, this podcast should just be called Abducted by Aliens because honestly, that's our answer to everything. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. Today, and we have a movie to watch for next episode. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) My name is Lauren. I'm also here with Brandon, Moni, and Maggie. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.